Welcome to the Gamers Inn. Come on in, pull up a chair next to the fire. It looks like you've had a long journey. I'm your host, Jocelyn, and joining me as always is my co-host, Ryan. Hello, Ryan. Hello. It's it's not March yet, but it will be March when people hear this because yes. I'm not editing it tonight. <laughs> it's already way too late. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. We So Ryan and I haven't talked all that much in the last month or so when I was off. So every time we sit down to record the show, we end up chatting for way too long, like an hour before we even record the podcast. So yeah, (laughs) tonight and last week's episodes, I don't know about you, Ryan, but I'm pretty sleepy. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I promised, uh, I promised next week we'll, we'll both, both get to bed at 10 o'clock. And I know everyone hearing (laughs) this at home is like, wow, you are. You, you guys are old and it's like no just tired i don't, I don't feel <laughs> it can old, be tired. both yeah yeah i guess so we I don't want to get old. into the, the age conversation because it always like we have a we have a lot of listeners in discord and everyone will start start going on about telling what, us what, that we're youngins <laughs> yeah or, or or we really are old i don't know like it could go both ways <laughs> Yeah, maybe I don't actually want the Discord to confirm that I am old. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like some some days, uh, some days I feel old. Some days I feel young. Uh, usually, I feel young after a cup of coffee. Usually, I feel old after about a, a session of Ring Fit Adventures. So, like, it really depends <laughs> on the activity. So, there you go. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Well, speaking of activities, what have you been up to this last week? You've been playing anything cool? I have. Uh, I've been playing a small uh, indie game called Dome Keeper. I don't know if that sounds exciting to folks at home or to yourself, Jocelyn, but how do you feel about keeping domes? Yay, nay? I'm, I'm kind of intrigued because I'm assuming it's some sort of like biodome situation where you have to like manage potentially like the ecology, but communities maybe it's like a sort of city builder i don't know i'm like off the top of my head from the title alone (laughs) am i close at all (laughs) uh well sort of a little bit like i think it's more best described as like a survival miner uh the 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 official uh, steam page calls it a a roguelike survival miner and essentially what it is you drop on this alien planet this dome and this dome is sort of your um, station, your mining station, and you have to basically dig. It's like, uh, oh, yeah. I see. Okay, so you basically like you have your little house at the top, and then you go like straight down, and it's kind of like a two D kind of situation. Yes, yeah. So it's two D, and you know the digging and the upgrades and the mining really reminds me of Steam Dig, uh, or okay. Steam Steam World Dig, Steam World Dig. And um, those games I was are thinking, fantastic. Um, Terraria. Yeah, yeah. Terraria would be a similar sort of idea. Uh, you aren't really exploring the upper world like you would in Terraria. You're more focused on uh, the underground. But uh, okay. you know, it kind of comes. In, so it, there are waves of enemies that come. So essentially, you have a set amount of time to dig underground, find minerals, and there's three types of minerals. There's like the basic sort of uh, upgrade material. There's the uh, water crystals and then life crystals. The water crystals are used for more advanced upgrades and the life crystals are used to uh, upgrade your, well, repair your shield for your dome or repair the health of your dome and to upgrade the resistance for your dome. So whenever you find those like triangle pieces, you want to you wanna use those uh, if your health is low um, or if you haven't upgraded the the strength of your dome, the dome is what keeps you alive 
because then oh, aliens okay. attack and you have to fight them off. Um, Do they attack from above? Yes, they attack from oh, above okay. and they will sort of, it's kind of like, I'm trying to think of a, um, like an equivalent, but what's happening is like the aliens will sort of like come towards your dome and sometimes they will shoot from afar uh, in which you have to you have to take them out from a distance, um, and we'll get to weapons in a bit. But there are also enemies that will uh, walk towards you and won't be able to do damage until they're right up on top of the dome, like literally mm-hmm. clawing onto the dome and, and bashing on it. Like, let me in. I want to crash this dome. Like, break eat your it. brains. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they eat your brains, but like oh. honestly, you know, once that dome cracks, you don't really it's all over. really want to find out. <laughs> no, no, I think it just fades to black, and it's like you didn't keep the dome, so game over, man. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, so the weapons you got, so you right now there are two weapons uh, that you can get in the game. One is uh, a laser based weapon. So you are sort of swiveling this la- this laser uh, beam uh, over top of the dome and having to sort of fight. Uh, you're always fighting in an arch fashion. So you're like swinging this laser around. So you've got enemies coming from the left, laser, laser, laser. Oh, no, there's someone coming from the right. Swivel it over and you can upgrade the speed and the damage and the other abilities of it. So you're actually like actively fighting. It's not like you set up a turret. No, yeah, you are actively fighting. And that, again, like, is one of those, it's like that session of like, okay, I've done my mining, which after a bit can get a bit tedious. So you have to kind of watch, you have a, you can upgrade your ability to see when the next wave of enemies will come. You have to kind of keep an eye on that because you got to, you got to race back up to the top of your dome to man your, your battle station to, to take on the, the aliens And, uh, so there's the laser ability. And then the other ability is like this giant sword that you swing around. It's attached to the dome and you literally have to like get a momentum going so that you can, (laughs) uh, uh, hit the enemies and do damage that are doing melee damage. Uh, but then you may ask like, well, how do you take out the enemies that are afar in shooting at you? Well, you, uh, shoot the sword. (laughs) It's kind of like fishing where you, launch the sword the sword and then you can kind of control it a little bit and kind of like change the arc of it to to uh to hit enemies and stuff so it's really neat it's a it's a it's a neat approach because honestly like laser and shooting kind of comes naturally of like okay how do we defend this dome against aliens like well laser beams um but then the second option is just a giant sword that you shoot at people and then you like you pull it back with like a grappling hook and like it's super satisfying uh, if you're good at aiming it, but uh, if you're like me, you, you <laughs> go with the laser. Big if. <laughs> yeah, it's a big if for sure. Um, but uh, you know, then there's a bunch of abilities you can upgrade, uh, both affecting combat and what you can do while mining. And um, it gets super addictive. Like it's that one more run type thing or one more wave. Uh, you know, it's like oh, I, I just need a couple more pieces of gear to like get this upgrade. So I'm going to go try and find, um, you know, more more square material or whatever. Like there's squares, circles and triangles that you have to collect. And uh, and, you know, it's just it's like super satisfying to like hit that upgrade and then and then actually use that upgrade in combat or uh, when mining. And um, right off the bat, you want to like upgrade your ability to to dig. So like. So you can only go so far. You can you can go as far as you want with the initial um, your initial uh, digging power, 
but you're going to want to upgrade that so it goes faster because the faster you dig, the faster you can find resources and upgrade your stuff and keep up with the increasing difficulty of, of, of enemies. So um, early on, you're going to want to upgrade your, your ability to, to dig faster, carry more resources so you can it limits you in how much you can carry. I mean, like, it'll go from you being able to slowly carry like four or five pieces to not being able to move at all if you're trying to carry too much. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's like a really satisfying loop of like, you know, mine a bunch of stuff, build upgrades to help you mine, build upgrades to help you defend. And then all the combat is, is super satisfying too. I find it's most frustrating in the combat when you like forget that you're all the way down in your mine and then like the enemies are already there. So then by the time you get up there, like they've already like taken a huge chunk out of your health and your shield. And it's like, ah, I was just smarter and got up here faster. I wouldn't (laughs) wouldn't be almost a game over. Um, So that's happened to me a couple times, but that's not the game's fault. That's just me like being too into mining, I guess, but uh, not enough dome keeping. There's a reason it's called (laughs) dome keeper and not forget your dome and mine, I guess. I don't know. It's not, not as catchy. Minesweeper? Mine, 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 no, that's yeah, well, already a game. <laughs> definitely not that. <laughs> like it's, although you can get you can get bombs, right? So you, you can get uh, mining bombs, which is like, it's, it's super, um, uh, I don't want to say realistic, but it's like super forgiving in that you can drop like a mining bomb and it, it doesn't destroy resources. It's just like, yeah, all these resources. <laughs> just everything now. around the resources, very yeah. specifically. <laughs> it's it just it it just uh, it just takes out like the the dirt and and stuff and like all the resources just kind of hang out there. But um, yeah, it's like it's like twenty, so it's like twenty four bucks on Steam. I've been playing it a lot on the Steam Deck, both handheld and you know docked to the TV, and kind of just playing that way. And it's been it's been a really satisfying run on it and uh i guess there's like a they're still working on it so it's not in early access but they are doing like free updates so i think there's like another update coming in the next couple weeks 2.4 they're looking at probably like a spring update so yeah they've uh they 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 are continuing to update it and right now there are like there are multiple modes there are multiple characters you can get uh and it's all included in the game there's no dlc so you can just like kind of play it and uh, there's a bunch of different biomes that kind of change the background and the and the the different colors of the environment and stuff. So it doesn't affect the gameplay, but it does like change the way things look a little bit, mixes it up, keeps things uh, interesting. Um, and yeah, you can like upgrade everything. So like while you're playing, you're finding these relics, and then you're bringing the relics up into your base, and that unlocks like an extra power up. So like the the mine blast that I talked about. You can get like a little dinosaur that like digs for you and then you can feed them treats to make them dig faster, which is like, I don't get any treats. I'm just here digging. <laughs> and my little dinosaur pet, he, there's a literal an upgrade. It's just like treats. I'm like, perfect. <laughs> Where's my treat upgrade? Exactly. <laughs> no treat upgrade for you. Uh, so it's uh that's another downside i guess and no treats for you but uh you do get treats for your little adorable pet that will uh that will that will dig for you and and uh he he's really good he's really awesome and and again like you can upgrade everything so every new thing you get you can upgrade it and there's like a little tech tree for everything and it's like it's really cool uh i i 
I'm, I haven't got far enough to like kind of unlock everything while I'm playing in a run. So like, I feel like I'm either finishing the mode faster than I can get all the resources because like the game ends when you find like the big relic because the main mode is okay. called like relic hunter. So when you find like the big relic that you dig out, it's usually near the bottom of the map, <laughs> you know, it's farther down. Um, you find these smaller relics to get power ups, but you you're looking for the big relic to finish the map. And then when you find the big, big relic, like a bunch of enemies attack and essentially like you defend against that. And then the relic comes out and it's like, Hey, we're done. And, kills everything and you get the you did it screen <laughs> so <laughs> uh literally like it's it's kind of anticlimactic in that point it's like oh it's over you know there is an endless mode but like i said i'm terrible i'm not very good at the game so i haven't like really gotten past the point of where i beat the game with the relic mode so i kind of have to dig a little bit further into the prestige mode they call it but uh yeah, like it feels like a small game, but there's a lot going on in it. And, and the fact that they're going to be adding more like it's a very expandable game. Like it's there's only two modes. There's only two characters. Um, there's a finite amount of like gadgets that you can unlock. So like, uh, you know, and there's only two weapons, but they all have their own distinct tech trees and they all play very differently. So like mm. there's a lot in there already, but it it sounds like they're going to be adding like a lot more like they aren't. They aren't, I don't think they're talking about DLC. They're doing still doing free updates. So, you know, but I could see them adding DLC like expansions and stuff. I think that would that would be really cool. But yeah, I'm, I'm digging it. It's really neat. Yeah, it sounds like it's got kind of like the, the bones of a really good game with a lot of space to expand. Right. A hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. Like I could see them adding a lot more to this over the coming years. I think it just it just came out. I think it was like fall of last year. So it's not too it's not it's not too old. I don't know if it had like a early access period, but um yeah, like it seems like they're still they're still going with it. I picked a game this week that came out in the fall too. Oh. <laughs> uh it's been offered to me or like I guess not offered, um suggested to me for months and months now. Uh pretty much since I started playing Dreamlight Valley over on the Xbox Game Pass. Uh but I've been playing Coral Island, which is like I haven't I still haven't played a ton of it. So like I know that there's still a whole lot to come, but it's another one of those like, well, basically Stardew Valley, like um, oh, what was it? Graveyard Keeper, um Dreamlight Valley, like I already mentioned. Like it's very much like you get a house, you get this like area that's all overgrown and crappy. You can farm, you can fish, you can collect things and you can, you know, get clothing for your character and fix up your house and, you know, go all Sims with it and everything else. Um, Coral Island also has like uh, Stardew did has like a a dating sim kind of built in. So you don't date anyone in Dreamlight Valley, but you do have friendships that you're trying to max out. Um, but they've got full on date sims like you can, you know, kind of pick a partner, have kids if you want, go down that whole rabbit hole of domestic bliss <laughs> or you can just be a farmer you can be an adventurer it's got like um like caves that you can go down into and explore and very much like stardew valley it's like once you actually go down and explore the caves like that's where all the good resources are and then what i find is kind of interesting and unique about this one is that it actually like i mean it's kind of in the name coral right um but there is actually like going into the water parts which is normally in games like this it's like you hit 
the beach or the river or whatever. And they're like, ah, 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 you're allergic to water. Sucks to be you. Can't go there. Um, but there's this whole like story in Coral Island that's basically about like cleaning up the ocean, essentially, and like saving the island. So there's like the whole there's a whole like underwater world component to it as well. And it's a pretty big map, even just like with the starter map that you get, which is kind of like your farm and the town and a couple of like outlying residences and the beach and stuff. Um, and I haven't really explored too far outside of that yet because I've only played a couple hours like I really haven't played much at all. But uh, it seems it seems pretty big already. Um, and I also really like the graphics. It's super colorful and like vibrant and fun. And it's got uh, it's got all the same like mechanics too, right? So you've got all of your different pieces of farm equipment. You've got your energy and health and, you know, like it's it's not necessarily new. Like it's not reinventing the wheel. I guess Animal Crossing would be another really good example. Um, but yeah, it it is it is unique though, and uh, and I'm quite enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's funny we were talking pre-show, and I'm like, I'm looking at the Steam page, and I I wasn't really paying attention to who owned it, and I'm like, I'm just waiting. For, I was like, I didn't want to say, oh, did you get it on Game Pass? Because it's on PC Game Pass, right? Like, which it is, is like, yeah. I think um, at least for me, it's it's the one I check less frequently, but there are a lot of like exclusive offerings on pc game pass that aren't on xbox game pass because obviously this is a pc centric game i don't think it's i don't even know if they've announced it for consoles yeah Um, i always i keep forgetting because i just play like everything on my computer basically so like when i hit the xbox button on my pc it just launches right into game pass and i forget that there's different offerings on pc versus xbox even uh within game pass so yeah this is pc um and uh yeah so i think it's um because you get a discount if you want to buy it um because it's on game pass but you can play it on game pass right now it's um under 30 bucks canadian yeah it's 34 dollars canadian on steam uh so it's probably yeah like you said like probably like 28 or something i'd guess with yeah, the pc game 20, pass discount yeah 27 with the with the game pass discount yeah so um, and it's not so it says it's a work in progress. Um, it's not necessarily like I guess it's kind of early access ish. Like there's they have this really weird disclaimer, which is kind of funny because, like I said, the game feels big. It feels pretty polished. Um, they've got a really cool kind of mix of like art styles because you've got like video game graphics, but then really like stylized, illustrated like characters when they pop up on your screen to talk. Um, but it says this game's a work in progress and it may or may not change over time or release as a final product. I'm like, huh, it feels finished. <laughs> they keep saying it's unfinished, but like it feels pretty finished. Um, again, I haven't made it all the way to the end. So maybe like you just black screen at some point. <laughs> but like so far, I don't know. Everything feels pretty polished. And and it's um, like surprising that they would be so disclaimery. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I think it looks, I think it looks and plays really uniquely. Yeah. Even though I said it's got this from this other game and this from this other game, (laughs) but it is like, it's its own thing still, but it does, it is quite full. It has like all the things that you would expect in a game like this. And then some, I think. Yeah. Well, I think the biggest thing for me is just, I think 
I've I've seen the game in passing. I've seen it on Steam, and I and I've also seen it when I look at the PC Game Pass store. And it's always been very interesting because, like, similar to other genres that are kind of dominated by like Nintendo, like the, this conversation's come up with Fire Emblem. Like, there was a new uh, Fire Emblem S game that was uh, just released on Steam. I think it's like called Redemption Reapers or something, and it's a more mature take on Fire Emblem with more realistic uh, graphics and stuff. And, and, um, it's not, it's not being reviewed very well, but, uh, it's a similar fashion here with Coral Island where it's like, you think about these games, you think of Stardew Valley, you think of, um, Animal Crossing. And it's just nice to have like another entry in that format where it's like, it's, it's not like Animal Crossing where it's a bunch of animals running around. It's real people. But then like the <laughs> graphics um, are sort of like, a, I know I said, like I kind of said Second Life pre-show, but uh, it's not <laughs> Second Life. It's more of like a, it kind of reminds me of like what Sims might look like if they ever get around to making Sims, whatever number they're on. Sims five. Are they It'll on? be five. Yeah, yeah. They're on four right so now. They, they kind of run with like the Sims type look but i love the combination of like the 2d art like that sort of visual novel style where when the characters are talking you've Mm -hmm. got like a 2d artistic representation of the character as opposed to just their 3d model um now is there voice acting in this or is it all i assume it's all text-based right it's all text-based yeah which is which is you know, it's perfectly fine. I know if uh So I know I harped on that a little bit in the DVD dating sim because I was just like, you're just sitting there reading the whole time. And I feel like I'm okay with it in this game because it's broken up with doing other stuff, right? Like if you're playing a dating sim and there's no like voiceover at all, then you're just sitting there clicking through a novel, right? But this, it's like you go and talk to somebody and then you go farm a bit and then you go talk to somebody else and then maybe you go to one of the stores and then you fish for a while and like you're not constantly caught up in dialogue box after dialogue box. Yeah, that makes sense. Like I think, yeah, you break it up a bit. You don't have to necessarily worry about like, am I going to be reading a lot? It's more about the gameplay as opposed to where the DVD game was like, it was all reading, you know, like there yes, wasn't gameplay. all reading all the time. There was no gameplay at all. <laughs> yeah. But as you said, like when in this one, like you can you can have relationships with characters. Like, I think that's it's right on the Steam page of like, here are all the characters you can farm and date, you know, like you farm with <laughs> Wait, you farm. Oh, okay. you farm with you farm the characters or you date. <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah. So I think there's there's 16 options for people you can date. And then I think they've got about 50 characters in the like game total. So like they've got, for instance, like the one of the very first kind of characters you meet is a carpentry couple that are fixing up your house. So like Hmm. they're those two carpenters are part of the 50 people that live in the town, but they're not romanceable because they're already married. So (laughs) they're off the table. There's no affairs in Coral Island. <laughs> this is a paradise. Let's go. <laughs> Maybe there's an understanding. Uh, who knows, right? Like, uh, it, like it's uh, it sounds like it's got like a really cool uh, like setup. And again, like I know it's early access and everything, but um, I just, I love I love the 2D art style. And that's the thing. Like looking at the like a lot of the marketing is the 2D art style. 
And sometimes when they do that and then you get to the the actual in-game art, like the 3D stuff, it, there can be a bit of a disconnect. But it really feels like just by looking at the game and, and the videos and stuff, like there, it doesn't feel like there's a disconnect to me. Like it kind of mm-hmm. works, you know, and that's a big, a big selling point for me. And the fact that you said earlier, like, of course, you know, this is going to have like a, a very... The, the water is going to be a big deal. Whereas in like a lot of other stuff, although animal crossing patched it in, like the water is yeah. kind of off limits. You know, if you jump in, you kind of, you, you were just warped back to, to the Island. But in this it's uh, it, it sounds like they've actually incorporated it in a really cool way. So that's, that's neat. And I like farming games. I like the idea of farming games. Um, and this one's always been on my radar. And I think like it might be one, like I hear it plays well on the Steam Deck. Uh, it's not pl- it's not verified yet, but it's playable. It's still in early access. It's very rare for a game mm-hmm. to kind of like hit that green check mark right off the bat. Um, and I think most of like the boilerplate stuff for early access, like that's just sort of standard affair um, to kind of protect them. And like, there's no promise the game will come out, but it's it's yeah. fairly likely that it will. Um, this one's actually published by Humble Games, so like they they usually have their games cross the finish line for sure. So that's, that's a good sign as well, but yeah, it's, it looks cool. Well, yeah, I think like if, if you like things in this genre, then I, I absolutely think that this one's worth uh, checking out. There's, you know, like I said, there's a whole bunch of different things that you can do and you can focus on. So, and, and other things that you can just kind of like push off to the side. Also, (laughs) one thing I forgot to mention, but is kind of cool is you can watch TV. <laughs> so they have like, they they put a TV in your house when you first fix it up. So it's like one of your first quests. They the, You get quests at your mailbox and by talking to different characters and stuff, which I like because I'm one of those people that needs a little bit of handholding and direction, at least to get into a game. Um, I'm not a huge fan of just like straight up sandbox. <laughs> so I I do like that they're, they give you some breadcrumbs. And so one of those breadcrumbs is to, you know, gather some stuff and fix up your house a little bit more. And then so they give you a TV and it has like TV channels you can watch that tell you like the weather that's coming up over the next couple of days so that you can decide if you're going to spend your day watering your crops or not. If it's going to rain, don't water. Um, You can go fish instead or something. And then there's also like news reports and like fun tv shows to watch and they have like gameplay hints like hidden in the tv shows (laughs) it's kind of it's kind of a cool concept so yeah you can just go into your house and turn on the tv and sit there and choose a channel and watch tv it's pretty it's kind of cool that is a neat concept i mean honestly like you know in-game sort of television programs like that's it's not new but like the fact that they kind of like have hidden parts of the hints and tutorial system into that, like to kind of reward you for engaging with that system. That's, that's a, well, and it's kind of like, it's there if you want it, but it's not like super handholdy. Like, you know, sometimes you have to go through a two hour tutorial to get to the main game, right? Like they're like, Hey, here's your TV. There's some hints on it if you want them. Otherwise go nuts. (laughs) And I kind of like being given that choice. It's a, it's a neat way to kind of implement a tutorial. Mm Mm-hmm. No, it sounds really cool. Like again, this is one that's been on my radar, and I might have to, uh, I might have to pick it up on PC Game Pass. Is there controller support or? Um, I don't know. I've been playing with mouse and keyboard. I didn't try playing with the controller, but I'm pretty sure when I looked at the settings, there was a controller tab. So, but I, yeah, I've been playing with mouse and keyboard. That 
Oh, look at that. Full controller support. Look at that. There you Ryan, go. <laughs> I know I'm weird. I just much preferred to play my PC <laughs> games like not a PC. Like I have a I have the computer hooked up to the TV in the in the main room and I'm like if it's if it's keyboard only it's like I know those games exist but it's like oh man. It can be off-putting sometimes. <laughs> Which now you've made me think about it and I'm like maybe I should. I'm like I feel like for like designing things it's much easier to like if like i'm going to make a path or something it's a lot easier to like click and drag and click and drag than try to mess around with the controller so i feel like some aspects would be nicer with the mouse but yeah for probably 80 percent of it controller would be pretty good <laughs> yeah like i have um so for my setup i have obviously the xbox controller that's synced to the to the pc but i also have like a little logitech wireless uh keyboard that has like it's it's the Logitech whatever their proprietary wireless is they have the little dongle they plug in but it's also got like a little trackpad on it with with a with a you know right and left mouse button and like it 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 works enough for like just quick browsing and quick typing and you know you would never want to play like StarCraft or or a, a MOBA with it which is clearly very much like a like a keyboard focused game but it's enough to like, oh, I need to enter some text here. I need to, you know, name my farm or, or, you know, name a new discovery of, of whatever coral, I guess, if we're discovering coral in this game, uh, <laughs> but like it, it works, it works enough to get by to, to navigate, you know, the, the PC menus you need to navigate that, that don't work with a controller. But honestly, like it's very rare for me to uh, be like, okay, I'm going to play a, a PC keyboard and mouse game. Um, Although, man, sometimes I, I really wish I I would. Like, I do miss it. I do miss it, but I just I spend so much time on a mouse and keyboard in front of a monitor for work and then podcasting. So it's like any excuse to go back to the living room on the TV. Um, this one might be a fun one. I will I will check it out on PC Game Pass and, you know, the controller support. That's a big deal. So uh, I will I will check that out and uh We'll go from there. Yeah, I th I think you should. Um, I think that uh, there's probably a lot of people who uh, listen to to gamers in who would really really enjoy this one. So if you do have PC Game Pass, it is free. So you know that's always a bonus. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, and I know uh, I know Val was gonna check this one out. And I know she picked up a Steam Deck to play it because it's a Windows only game. And she has uh, Mac uh, laptop or whatever. So you know it's um. It, it's it's one that's certainly of interest to the, to the community as well, and I know like mm -hmm. we had a lot of folks playing Stardew Valley, and uh, and and Jim, I think Jim was playing it as well. I don't know if he like he's checked this one out yet, but it, it very much feels like it's taken Stardew Valley, Animal Crossing, and like applied like a you know kind of when you look at it, I get a bit of a raft feel. Although like I yes. assume you're not yeah. uh, getting chased by sharks, so. I, yeah, I haven't been yet. I, I don't <laughs> think so. Good. <laughs> you know, I'm always on the lookout, always <laughs> for <Yes. those> sharks. <laughs> well, no next week if there's sharks. Uh, yes, If you exactly. get far enough, it's like, well, I deleted the game. I and, got uh, sharked. <laughs> yep. There are sharks in this. Zero to ten. Would not recommend. <laughs> uh, what I do recommend is heading on over to patreon.com slash thegamersin to support the show like our amazing February patron Grant did. Thank you so much for supporting The Gamers In. Again, that is patreon.com slash thegamersin. Uh, also, I wanted to remind everybody that we do have a game club going on right now. So if you are into Star Wars and want to play Jedi Fallen Order with some friends, 
then head on over to our Discord at bit.ly slash TGI Discord. Uh, Travis is being amazing and leading our game club this time around. So uh, yeah, go and check that out. That brings us to the news this week. Uh, Elden Ring fans are going to be very excited because uh, there's an expansion coming. Yeah, I put this in here because I know we have some Elden Ring we have fans. Some big Elden Ring fans. Yeah, <laughs> yes. like, I mean, just because you and I didn't necessarily play it doesn't mean there aren't a heck of a lot of people who did and loved it. So, oh, you missed it. I played it while you were gone. I, I finally what? booted it up. What did you think? Uh, I'm, I'm bad at it. I'm not very good at it, but I, I enjoyed it. Like, I, I, I have been enjoying it. I have every intention to get back to it because, um, there's something about the game that unlike other from software games and souls like games where there's a lot of like hallways of death where it's like, I have to get through this hallway to progress the story, to progress the game. Like I've hit like that block of like, if I can't get past these two clearly difficult enemies, like I'm screwed. Right. But in Elden Ring, like it felt like I did a, a stream for extra life and we got to a point where we got to the first boss, which is designed to basically kick your ass. And uh, it was very much, you know, killing me uh, very fast. <laughs> so then, you know, Travis and LC who were playing with me said like, oh, well, you can you don't have to fight the boss right now. Like there's a whole other area you can go explore. And I think I just appreciated that, like discovering mm. the world and what was in it and uh, finding just weird crap all over the place. Like there's this island with a with a church on top of it, but it walks around, has a bell underneath. I don't know. Like it's just. It was cool to look at. It's like, I'm not going to go anywhere near it. I'm sure it'll probably hurt me in some fashion, but look cool. So there's a, there's a lot to love in it. Uh, and I, and I defeated the, the second boss in one try. So that felt good. Um, I have heard that, that the first boss is like horrible and awful and yes. nobody beats it right away. And then like, it's almost like it goes hard and then easier as you go along. Like, and yeah. then obviously the difficulty ramps up again, but yeah, that first boss is, is kind of meant to be a, a roadblock. Yes. On, it's meant to like kind of, uh, I think Make it's meant think about exploring, I think. Exactly. And the game, and this was also another thing that kind of surprised me about the game is that, um, it is an open world and I knew that going in, but like, as you find sort of the, the campfires or whatever, those campfires point you literally point you in the, in the direction of the next, campfire along the main path of the journey or along the secondary mm. path so when i found my first one i was like there's this weird streak on the map i was like yeah that's pointing you in the direction of where you need to go next or where you could go next and sometimes you would find campfires that didn't have that i found a campfire that was like in a completely different area that pointed in a completely different direction to like that area's subquest. so it was like that was also like surprising because usually you hear about from software games and it's like it's just designed to to make you do everything and look it up on Reddit and just that community experience of of just how do I do this and 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 talking about it. So it was really nice to have that. But like the idea of an expansion, like I I they released one image and they released sort of just we're working on it. So there's no release date yet, but it's called Shadow of the Erd Tree. I don't know what that is because I have I'm, <laughs> there's trees in the game, a lot of trees, some of them glow. Um, but like some folks who have probably played a lot of Elden Ring, look at this image and kind of get an idea of what, what is to come in this, in this expansion or, or this piece of DLC they're working on. So they call it an expansion. So, um, 
No, no news on when it'll be coming. Uh, I don't know what the normal sort of trajectory of from software DLC is, but it's usually like they'll do like one or two DLC pieces. It makes sense to do it for Elden Ring because it was just so dang popular. So popular. Yeah. So according to this Eurogamer article, uh, it sold over 20 million copies. Yikes. That is <laughs> that's so <a> many. <laughs> that's like getting up there into Pokemon levels of <laughs> yeah. like, games sold. Like I know like that's 20 millions is, is is like, that's a lot for what I think prior to Elden Ring. I think from software titles were like obviously beloved by gamers, but like, I don't think they, I think like I don't think they sold that much. I don't know how much they sold, but it it feels like they didn't crack twenty million, let alone ten. I know, again, I know they're beloved. I know they sell well, but like twenty million seems like a a pretty pretty great feat for for this game, you know. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, they'll get uh, they'll get some DLC coming their way. So that is exciting. And I wanted to include this because I, again, like I have played it, and I know I know folks at home are 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 playing it as well and are excited for for more content so yeah yeah so i mean 20 million is is good i mean copies sold for other things are you know a lot of stuff that's like nintendo titles so the super mario stuff um call of duty uh minecraft has sold hang on minecraft has sold (laughs) 238 million copies but it's been out for 12 years now and on so on every platform so yeah yeah that doesn't really surprise me (laughs) but yeah like the mario karts and the super mario brothers and like a lot of um stuff that's been out forever uh animal crossing new horizons 41 and a half million copies so wow not to say yeah uh witcher 3 40 million copies but um the i guess the entire elder sorry dark souls franchise um sold like everything all together uh where did that go everything all together sold 27 million oh so all of the dark souls games together sold 27 million copies and now elden ring has sold 20 so that's still really good good. yeah yeah Yeah, like i said i think yeah i think it's a great it's a great genre of games uh i think i think you can call souls likes games a genre now and i think elden ring certainly proves that you can like there is mass appeal and i i feel like before elden ring like it was it was like not as wildly like i think elden ring like really expanded upon uh, like all the folks that have maybe even just tried a, a souls like game and i think because elden ring has that open world and you're able to like walk around enemies and approach things in different different ways and it's just it's a it's a little more accessible and i think that makes a yeah. big difference when it comes to these souls games you know like uh it sounds uh, yeah. a little bit more accessible without like compromising what they're known for you yes. know what i mean yeah i definitely uh got attacked by like a giant bear that morphed out of like a standard enemy now that was like i guess it was like an easter egg i found this uh well they guided me so Elsie and Travis who were guiding me they guided me towards a specific enemy on a specific cliff and they were like <laughs> looking for it I'm like clearly I know like something's up like okay there's something's something, happening yeah <laughs> something's happening here I'm gonna die by some fashion and sure enough I kill this like you know level like what would be the equivalent of like a level one enemy and then he keels over and then he turns into a giant bear and then continues to murder me and and uh it's like yeah okay 
like it's little stuff like like i found like a a chest i opened but it wasn't a chest it was like a teleporter and it teleported me to like a high level area or it felt (laughs) like a more high level area i'm like oh yeah you did it guys and of course every time i die i have to like it's like no you're not you 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 can't warp out of the area you're back here again and you need to just run away like that is an option in elder ring like that it didn't feel like that was ever an option when I played Souls games before, like running away or running through enemies, <laughs> even strategically running through enemies. And but in Elden Ring, it's like no, that's a tactic. Like you, you need to run. <laughs> well, you I know. love when running is a viable strategy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, it, it worked quite well in that regard. I was able to get out of there, and I'm never going back, or at least right away, <laughs> until I'm a little more higher powered. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm enjoying the game. I I have. I have I haven't gone back to it in a bit, but I'm but I need to go back to it because, like, honestly, my favorite part about it is just exploring the world and and finding these NPCs that are like really interesting. And then I'd ask, like, oh, man, are we going to are we going to see that character? Yeah, it's like, probably not. They just uh, <laughs> there's just one lady that was talking to me about people losing their limbs. I'm like, oh, I, I hope she gets somewhere safe. And then and then and then she she did turn up and she she found a, a safe spot. She made it to the the hold or something anyways like there's like really interesting stuff in that game and it's uh it's it's neat and all the enemy designs a lot of extra hands so it's a it's a choice (laughs) i mean i did i really liked all of the like art style and and character design and all that kind of stuff in elden ring i just didn't think i was gonna enjoy it but the more i hear you talk about it i'm like "Hmm, if ryan could come around on it yeah maybe maybe i should give it a look once i'm done with witcher 3 in 800 years yeah there you go. Well, the DLC will be out by then, so you'll be able to buy the Game of the Year edition <laughs> when you finish uh, The Witcher 3. But I yeah, <laughs> I think the, the biggest thing for Elden Ring was, and obviously, like, you know, Matt played through it, and I think he, you had said he played it pretty much, like, through to completion or, or at least enough to, like, have a, like, an idea. Does. Yeah, I can't remember exactly, but yeah. It's a safe assumption. Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> I think going in, like, my biggest hurdle with any RPG is, like, how, what's the best way to start? Like, obviously, there's so many options at the beginning and and Elden Ring's no different. It's like, you know, there are seven different starting options, all offering different classes and special special abilities and and starting points in terms of weapons and stuff. And I just like asked, like, okay, like I'm terrible at dodging. I'm okay at holding a button to block. I can manage my stamina meter. Like, what do you want me to do? And it's like, okay, sword and shield go with this starting point. And I think for me, it's like, that's good. I'm I'm good with that. Like, give me a starting point, you know, point me in the right direction. Even though it would be cool to be a magic user, that also sounds like being a glass cannon in the world of a Dark Souls mm-hmm. or a Souls-like game is like, it's not worth it. Like, one rogue arrow takes you out <laughs> and it's like, great. Well, starting yeah. over. <laughs> so having that, I think that guide, uh, or at least that, you know, pointing direction was was really helpful for me and in starting and then once i got into the world and, and kind of got a good idea of how to handle the combat and, and what my shield could take uh it helped a lot for sure yeah we also had sony's state of play for february 2023 uh anything in there that really kind of caught your eye there there wasn't too much for me but i feel like i'm like they were really leaning into the vr stuff right and i'm like as soon as i see vr stuff i'm like <laughs> next <laughs> yeah, it was so this was like, you know, I know Microsoft had their big February event. Nintendo obviously had a had a giant direct that we covered on the show. 
uh, while you're away. But um, this was sort of Sony's state of play for February. It was a smaller one. It wasn't as like big and bombastic as the Nintendo and Microsoft one was. Um, but like it was mostly focused on third party stuff, a lot of VR. But like I think the biggest news to come out of this was the confirmation that Suicide Squad, the the new Rocksteady Arkham mm-hmm. style game, is uh is going to be like a we already knew it was a co-op sort of shooter action game, but um it's gonna be a live service game. Uh always online, battle pass, cosmetics, uh Avengers much free characters that they will add <laughs> post launch um, that you'll be able to uh, unlock through playing the game. Um, and, uh, you know, it, like, here's the thing, like, I see that trailer and I see some of the in-game cinematics, like, obviously, uh, Batman's back and it's and it's a continuation of the Arkham verse. So, like, how they'll explain the ending to Arkham Knight, I it was pretty vague. I mean, you could go either way, like Batman either is done or he's back. <laughs> so, uh, but in this case, he's, I think all the justice league have been taken over by Brainiac. Uh, flash plays a pretty big role in the trailer, but like what was really cool was that they introduced, um, wonder woman in the trailer and she has mm. not been taken over by Brainiac. She is, um, appears to be helping the suicide squad, which are trying to, uh, save the world by killing the justice league and and we get in this trailer like the big moment of where um wonder woman takes over it has the flash in the lasso of truth and and he kind of snaps out of it a bit and he says no you have to kill us it's the only way to save you have to kill us to to save the world and uh that kind of explains why we have to to kill the justice league is as difficult as that sounds because one of those is super. Yeah. I was going to say, I mean, it's a good thing that they have wonder woman because otherwise, I mean like suicide squad is okay, but really like (laughs) justice league has like superhumans, not just like reformed bad guys. (laughs) Exactly. So, uh, I mean for me, like obviously I haven't played it yet. I mean, one of them is a shark, but (laughs) one of them is a shark. Uh, and one of them also is uh, a boomerang enthusiast. So, you know, <laughs> kind of have uh, all all kinds of folks there. But I think like um, for me, I've obviously not played it. The live service stuff doesn't necessarily bug me like it, it that I think you look at the this is like a game that is um, it's been eight years since the last Arkham game from Rocksteady. So it's been obviously a long time. And if you if you were putting together a design doc eight years ago, yeah, a live service game would be right up there with what we should make or what we've been asked to make, you know. Um, But obviously these days, like they're they're not as well received, especially Mm -hmm. prior to launch and sometimes at launch when they. Well, and this is is this multiplayer like if I play like one character can you jump into my game and play another character or is this a single player experience like because that's what gets me is if it's a single player experience then like why does it need to be online and live service the answer is it doesn't right <laughs> no well it is it is sing- it can be played single player but it can also be played co-op online drop in drop out co-op so i think like it has every it has all the building blocks to be like a a very good live service game uh and obviously the cosmetics are totally optional you do not need Mm -hmm. to dress up your character i think one of them was pajamas you do not need to do that uh you can if you want uh but you don't have to um although they they do look really cool in their pajamas but um (laughs) 
Well, like, that's the thing, yeah. right? The default characters always look so crappy and then they get all these cool cosmetics and oh, you just have to pay 99 cents a hundred times. <laughs> yeah, I think it also uh, like I like I, I don't mind DC, but I think it also comes from like these cosmetics are for like characters you really enjoy, like or really like like if it was like, I don't know, like I think I'm fine with the default look for the shark guy, Captain Boomerang. Deadshot and and uh, Harley Quinn like I'm fine with that like I don't know if the cosmetics are necessarily going to be anything you know well we'll see we'll see what they look like but it wasn't something that was really you know interesting me the thing where I'm not so sold on is the gameplay I think the best part of the Rocksteady games was like that Batman combat which kind of defined a new like genre of games you know like and spider-man ran with it right yeah there's no there's no beat em up this is shooter <laughs> yeah and again like that does not right on paper or even just looking at the videos it doesn't interest me like i'm not as interested i'm curious to see where the story goes i think the fact that wonder woman's popped up as a character that's going to be on our side is like a lot more interesting because like we haven't seen anyone outside of like the batman Mm-hmm. Uh, side from from the Arkhamverse, so like we're we're getting that whole DC expansion, and there's the rumors that there might be a Wonder Woman game coming from another Warner Brothers studio. So like maybe they'll be connected, and we'll get an idea of how that character will will sort of work in that game based on how she works in in this one. So like I'm excited for that, but like you know, it's like the gameplay just looks like a run and gun sort of shooter style thing, and it's like ah, eh, you know, I was like really hoping for another batman game and I, and i know yeah. they're they're running away from that i mean i kind of i kind of get it because again if you just look at the power discrepancy between the characters you're playing and the characters you're fighting against right like what, what are you gonna do harley like punch flash no no yeah exactly <laughs> so, you know like i, I kind of get it <laughs> yeah they had to power them up a bit and give them yeah like you know uh, weapons that basically make as you said stronger than they normally would be yeah and um i i think like you look at what they've done in this game compared to what they did in in the two suicide squad films i'm not familiar with the comics but the films like kind of keep those characters grounded to to what they are like they don't necessarily give the you know harley quinn like a super hammer right like she's still Mm -hmm. got like her normal weapons so in this game it looks like you said like you said they've they've kind of upgraded those characters and and I mean, it's out in May, I think it's it's not going to be a long wait. But um, yeah, I think for me, it was more like the gameplay as opposed to the live like the live service, like it is what it is. Um, you know, I enjoyed my time with Avengers, but, you know, it wasn't the fact that it was a live service game that wrecked it. It was just it was a poorly set up live service game. So yeah. if it's if it's set up <laughs> well, it can be done. It can be a fun game, you know, but if it's if it's designed poorly, like we don't know, we've only seen like a half hour of gameplay based on the last year of trailers or something. So mm-hmm. we don't know. So we'll see. We shall see. Are you still playing Pokemon Go? No, <laughs> but uh, I saw this story about like they had a Pokemon Presents and like they like uh nonchalantly announced like and without joking like it sounded like an snl skit like they announced the pokemon go plus plus yes <laughs> which is like <laughs> we make fun of playstation plus is like we don't call it like by their actual names of like playstation plus extra and premium and 
essential. We call it PlayStation Plus Plus. But this is the actual name, and you can pre-order right now. Pokemon Go, because there is a Pokemon Go Plus, right? It's like a Pokeball thing. Am I remembering that? Yeah, I think so. That was it. Well, yeah, it kind of like looked like one of those um, location things on Google. Okay, like it kind of had the point down at the bottom. Oh, like a yeah. I'm thinking of the right thing. Yeah, like a pin. Yeah, yeah. Right. So this new one is a similar idea, but it also integrates with their new app called Pokemon Sleep, which is a sleep tracking app. Uh, there was a lot of stuff in this Pokemon Direct, what I'll call it for lack of a better term, because Pokemon <laughs> Presents doesn't sound like a like a, what it was, which was like a 20 minute video of like all new Pokemon stuff. Like there was it was all kind of all over the place. There were no like big announcements for new games like they did announce like new DLC for the mainline games, uh, Scarlet and Violet. Um, I never played them. So like, it's hard to tell like what those expansions, the the details they gave for the expansions weren't like super in depth in the video, but, um, yeah, like, I mean, did you, did you end up buying like the Pokemon go plus thing or did you, you still just use your phone and I didn't, I was just using my phone. Yeah. But I, I haven't played Pokemon go in, in quite a while. Um, our niece plays it. So we were playing with her for a bit, but I mean, I think she even fell off of that and that was like probably eight months or a year ago. So it's it's been quite a while. And I didn't get the most recent Pokemon. I think the last one I played was Sword and Shield. Uh, didn't get the most recent uh, Pokemon because of all the problems it had on launch. So I have no idea if they've kind of um, <laughs> fixed all of that stuff yet or if it's still a hot mess. But uh, yeah, didn't jump on the, the bandwagon of the latest Pokemon game, even though like I thought it was a cool concept. But yeah. It was it's was such a terrible launch that I just skipped it. <laughs> yeah, I I'm tempted. I'm tempted to check it out uh, eventually. I think like they've addressed some of the issues. And from what I heard, like it's not as it's not as bad as like, you know, you get the 30 second clips on Twitter. It's like, look how bad this is. And like, that's like a yeah. specific incident that that may not happen across all games. But I think they address like some of the bigger, more um uh, noticeable issues uh but like they also announced like a, a stop motion animation for netflix so like it's a new series and it's all stop motion and i think it's about like pokemon resorts so it looks like it'll be like a cute little tv show that you can watch on if you're still subscribed to netflix after everything <laughs> they've done but uh, they got Pokemon. Well, so, yeah, like, like I don't cool. get excited about um, Netflix shows anymore because they're just going to cancel them if I get into them. So screw that. <laughs> yeah, it'll probably I don't know if you can you cancel like Pokemon after a season. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It seems like it's a one off <laughs> sort of thing. If anyone anyways. can. Netflix can. <laughs> They'll figure out a way to make it not work. So yeah, I guess there's that. But like, yeah, a lot of like uh, sort of, you know, more service announcements for existing stuff and um you know not like a new pokemon spinoff or or what have you the biggest news relevant to like mainline pokemon would have been the expansions they announced which was expected Mm -hmm. because like those games came out in november and it's kind of the time to say like hey here's an expansion pass that'll be coming uh this year i don't know when i don't know if it's coming if they if they attach a date obviously you can give the money for it right now if you want obviously (laughs) Uh, because that's how dlc works which is weird but um, well, it's not weird. It, it happens all the time. I was just to see if there's a date. <laughs> but yeah, I don't I don't see it. I think there's stuff you can do today in the game. Like they announced a couple of things like that. But um, yeah, like I, again, if you're like into the world of Pokemon, like obviously like 
this this announcement there's a lot a lot going for it so they kind of touched on a little bit of everything pokemon which there is a lot of pokemon yeah man it's so huge yeah uh mortal kombat 12 has been announced for this year yeah <laughs> this is an odd one because it's like i guess it was in a financial call and the guy was like well if you're a little weirded out by suicide squad don't worry we have a surefire hit like mortal kombat 12 coming out this year oh i guess mk11 okay there was an 11 i'm like the last one i remember was 10 did they skip 11 but no i, I remember people talking about it now okay never mind <laughs> yeah well you know it it honestly is not um it's not a hard one to kind of like forget because like they, they kind of do them in a steady pace where they've been on a and this is why it's odd that their nether realm would go right to 12 because uh Usually what they'll do is they'll do a Mortal Kombat game and then they'll do an Injustice game, which is their DC focused fighter. Right. Which I really enjoy. I love those. So the fact that they're doing a Mortal Kombat 12 for me, it's a bit disappointing because I really enjoyed their Injustice uh, series. And there was a lot of talk that they might actually be trying to do like a like an Injustice game where it's DC versus Marvel, which would be super cool. Mm. Um, but obviously there is a there's a lot of issues there because like, you know, Warner Brothers was thinking of like spinning off their game studios, which would they'd be able to take Mortal Kombat with them because it's it's owned. I think I'm pretty sure it's owned by NetherRealm, but like DC is obviously very much owned by Warner Brothers. So like maybe they Warner decided, Brothers wants to remake Lord of the Rings. They don't know what they're doing. Is that what they're doing? I thought. Oh yeah, <laughs> huh. yeah. I saw that news about Lord of the Rings. Like they're gonna make more movies. And I'm like, okay, yeah. so they're so they're not remake. They're not sequels. They're remakes. I saw, yeah, remakes of the original trilogy. I was like, Peter Jackson's version was perfect. Don't touch it. Yeah, that's a <laughs> choice. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Well, I hope they don't take, take DC away. And I hope they do get to do some cool DC Marvel something. Yeah. And so it sounds it sounds like they did. It'll be interesting to see what they're like. Obviously, you know, it comes with the territory of announcing a new game and explaining why they've kind of broke this this pattern that they've had for a while and it'll be really interesting to see the response to that because honestly like it has been you know mortal Kombat and justice mortal Kombat for at least the last you know four games that they've made and they've been very sort of clear with that pattern and uh yeah like why why they've chosen to go mortal Kombat 12 because you know mortal Kombat 11 my understanding was they kind of like they did they rebooted the story with nine and then they had a follow up with 10 and obviously they concluded it with 11. And my understanding was that 11 including the expansion for 11 was kind of like an I a conclusion to that like rebooted story for Mortal Kombat. Obviously you can come up with some other like you know the the, the amulet of the thing made it so we yeah. could do this and you know and there's, there's your story. There's always more stuff to explore yeah. especially when you have a world that involves like magic, right? So yes. Yeah, but uh, it is very to me. It's disappointing that um, they're not. Maybe they. Maybe maybe the guy on. The, it wouldn't surprise me if the guy on the phone didn't know. Maybe he's just like, yeah, Netherrealm's making another Mortal Kombat. But it's like maybe they're not. Maybe they're making something else. Who knows? <laughs> I would hope the guy on the phone of the financial call knew what he was talking about. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'm just grasping at straws here, and I really want it. Injustice three, but yeah, I, we're probably not getting. We're probably getting Mortal Kombat twelve. They're due up to announce their next game, which was likely going to happen 
in a more typical fashion, like an E3 yeah. type direct or whatever. But uh, no, it was on a on a conference call. <laughs> no, <laughs> so it happens sometimes. <laughs> it does. It does. Uh, Valve has also confirmed all upcoming Steam sales for this year. And I mean, I don't think there's anything really out of the ordinary, but it's not usual for them to like list all of their sales, right? <laughs> yeah, like it's I remember like I remember back in the day and, and honestly, like when we when we were we started the show, Steam sales were kind of like meant to be this surprise, like it would often not leak and if it did it was because the developer was like preparing their sales but they kept it close you know they kept it pretty close to the chest in terms of like when these sales would start you could always like kind of guesstimate it yeah i was gonna say then we kind of started to know that there was going to be like a spring sale and a summer sale like i feel like the seasonal ones were the ones that you kind of knew were coming but uh yeah all of these other like little in between ones (laughs) they're kind of there's just so many sales now like They've got one ending on July 13th and then another one starting on July 24th. Like, why ever buy a video game unless it's a sale? <laughs> oh, my God. There's even June 19th to 26th with the summer sale starting on the 29th. Like, they're just it's constant sales all year long. <laughs> yeah. It, and and this is the this is why I wanted to touch on it, because like Steam has like gotten really open about their dates and has has pretty much committed to something going on in the store at all times, at mm-hmm. least once a month. So a lot of these are like, they break them down between sales and fests. So like the next fests are the ones associated with, um, you know, time demos to check out in progress titles um, and like probably sales on early access stuff. They actually note they're like major seasonal sales, which will occur quarterly. So you've got like the spring one, which will be coming up in March and I think that would be pretty much like those major sales are when you, you're you going to see the deepest discounts for your games. But then they have like, you know, like uh, sports fest and uh, visual novel fest, you know, like these these very specific sales where I think uh, developers can then apply to have their game featured, you know, and, and then it allows for more open planning of these events and to ensure like all the games that apply can be featured because I think you have to like work with valve to put your game on sale and then have it featured in, in the sale. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, this is, this is a good move. And honestly, like we were like, as you said, we were already at a point where most people, like if you would Google, like when is the summer sale? Like people, there would be like entire websites devoted to be like, this is probably when it is, but now they've, they've listed it all out here. So there's no surprises uh, although there's one that says additional details to come. So maybe there's some surprises. <laughs> some little surprises still. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is an odd one. <laughs> I think, and yeah. it's related to return of Steam Scream Fest. I don't know what additional details will be coming, but uh, I guess we'll have to wait until October to find out. So spooky. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's everything from us tonight. If you guys want to continue on the conversation from the show this week, head on over to bit.ly slash TGI Discord. You can also follow us on Twitter. You can find me, Jocelyn, at Joss Plays. Ryan is Dar Murphy. And don't forget to follow the show at The Gamers Inn. Thanks for staying at The Gamers Inn. And remember, tune in next week. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. <laughs>